Here's a place where all of us can be safe. Our stories of transformation can be safe, and all the things we want to research are safe here. This is Safe Space with Cheyenne. I'm really excited you're here, and I hope you stick around for a while, because I've got a lot to show you before I leave Earth. I love you guys. Okay, welcome back to Safe Space with Cheyenne. I have two lovely guests today. We have Scott and Nancy. They are relationship coaches, but they also identify as adventure specialists. And if I was looking for a life coach, I think that this is the way that I would probably want to do it because you get to go on adventure therapy retreats. If you go to their website, which I had a blast looking through all of their pictures and reading up on all of them, it will literally flash adventure, heart, and clarity through all of it. So welcome in, Scott and Nancy. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Cheyenne. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm really excited to get into this. Um, wherever you really want to start the story, just to let us get to know you and how you evolved into these like very powerful coaches, but very notarized powerful coaches. I know you guys have worked with celebrities, supermodels. You made an appearance on Tony Robbins, which I mean, everybody wants that exposure, right? And to sit and like kind of have their hat nodded from him, but before you were on this path, like what really led you to this profession? Yeah. So for me, I feel like things really came around full circle. You know, right now I'm in my 40s, but when I was going into college, I wanted to go into psychology, I thought at the time, right? And, you know, I as I got into it, I volunteered at different um, mental hospitals and, you know, did different um different things in that. And it, it really didn't line up as my specialty back then. So I kind of deviated off and ended up in like advertising and mass communications, which I still had to learn a lot about human behavior and how people thought. So I got into all of that. And I was kind of always that person in my friend circle and my family that people always came to for advice, you know, that I kind of always had that outside perspective. And I wasn't afraid to kind of tell them what I heard or saw the truth of things. Um, and you know, then it was probably about 10 years later, my, uh, my mother passed away and that's where I found Tony Robbins and he, the way he spoke about life and thinking and all these things reminded me so much of my mom. It kind of was this feeling like I had come home again because I had lost her. And it helped me get through that loss of losing and grieving in a way that she probably would have coached me through it because she was kind of like a coach before coaches were a thing. You know, she used to let anybody and everybody come into our house that, you know, we'd kind of sit around the kitchen table and talk about life and love and relationships. Um, so finding Tony really helped me get through that. And then, you know, of course, he talks about like how you can help other people and, that led me to going, you know what, I, I think I want to help people in this realm. And then I kind of followed that path and started getting into it. Um, so it, everything kind of came full circle in the sense where I look back and I'm like, weird, I'm kind of back where I started, but in a very different way and in a more powerful way, I feel like, where I can help more people in the way that really feels true to me. And then, you know, meeting Scott, he was already doing that and helping people and we combined forces and it's really been like this awesome godsend that, you know, we just absolutely love doing and, you know, we have fun doing it. 
Um, and I'll let you kind of take it from there, Scott. Okay. Yeah. Kind of come into the picture. So for me, uh, you know, it, it really started in, um, <laughs> in ninth grade. Uh, <laughs> I, I cut out of a class. Um, I, I grew up in a very, uh, a very challenging household in a very challenging environment. And uh, I got in trouble in school quite a bit. And this one instance, um, a man named uh, Howard Booth was uh, uh, a student activities advisor and he caught me ditching classes. And he gave me two choices. He said, I could call your dad or you can give me two Saturdays in the theater. And I was like, dude, I'll give you 10 Saturdays. Don't call my dad. Right? Like that was the worst of the worst that would have happened. That led me uh, to a 30 year career in Hollywood in film. And what I learned in that profession was human behavior and what it takes to build a character. And I found it so interesting. And so I took lots of classes about human behavior and everything. And um, on my time off, I would go to, in the woods. I was rock climber and hiking and rappelling down waterfalls. And uh, I found a business that I could have on my time off and I opened a rock climbing gym. And I would take people on guided trips. And I found that a week later, a month later, a year later, uh, these folks would come back that I literally talked off the ledge. Uh, and they would come back and say, that conversation we had and you talking up that ledge and through my fear and through my tears uh, allowed me to fill in the blank, right? Like whatever it was, whether it was getting a raise at their job or building a better relationship with their spouse or their kids or their family. Um, and I, this light bulb went off and it was like, wow, I'm, I'm really helping people. Like I'm not just taking them on this like trip. There's like some depth here. And um, I had been following Tony for I have followed Tony Robbins for 25 years, probably. Um, I have cassette tapes, if, if, you, if you know what a cassette tape is. Um, I do. I do. I actually have a cassette tape collection because that's the only <laughs> thing my husband's truck plays. And just picked up a couple eight tracks and records the other day. Sweet. Well versed in the old school, for sure. I love it. <laughs> um, and so... I decided that I would, I really wanted to do what Tony does, right? I was doing it on sort of my own level and I wanted to level up from them. Uh, so I, I started to study and take, you know, as many classes from different coaches and uh, people that I could. Tony Robbins, Madonna's training was one of them. And I became a coach and I was still in the film industry and I met Nancy. And so here we are, two people coaching people. I would coach a person and take a movie and I'd coach a couple people and I'd take a movie. And Nancy and I would sit down together and discuss like, Hey, you know, I'm working with this person. What do you think? And again, that light bulb went off. 
it's like we could bring the male female perspective to building healthy relationship because we hadn't had them until this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had failed relationship after failed relationship mm-hmm. until we did the work on ourselves to build that super relationship with self. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of my coming home. Um, it was coming home to self and the being able to take that and utilize adventure, uh, to tie in the physiology along with that, that mindset was really the, the secret sauce I found, uh, to helping people. Um, so that's really where the, the coaching realm sort of came from. I mean, I definitely know that you both had a background in wanting to help people, but I still like the, like the rebelliousness of your story real quick and how someone like, they still saw the potential in you, right? So they didn't just go directly to, I'm going to call your father. I'll just let him deal with you. Because we have so much of that in our world, but those like those angels in human form that understand that being rough around the edge means so much more than just, oh, this kid needs discipline. This kid like needs seen and needs to be put somewhere. Like you really got to like hand it to that guy that was like, hey, you're going into theater. Cause again, it led you down 30 years. But those rough around the edge stories are like my favorite. I can identify with them in so many parts of my life where I was just like, oh, I'm a badass or mm, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> And at the end of the day, there was always that person who saw that that greater potential in me, and they were able to really hold space for me releasing a lot of that. Um, so for for like a beginner, just for lack of a better term, like someone who's looking to get into more guidance and. I'm not saying like sell yourself to me, but what are some key points that you've learned from your direct experience, like really facing those demons in yourself to realize like if we don't do the work on ourselves, we're not going to be able to help people as authentically and as deeply as we need to help them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was it was doing that work to save my life. Mm-hmm. I was not only rough around the edges, uh, I was rough in the mental state, mm-hmm. right? I had drug abuse and alcohol abuse and, um, I, you know, I had many angels in my life. Um, and one of them, uh, actually stopped me from stepping off an eight story building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally had one foot in the air, uh, and in this dark gray world that I lived in at the time, I looked down and there was a woman in a red dress who really saw me. Like I, I had not, you know, there was only a few times in my life up to that point that I felt seen, that I felt that there were other human angels that actually saw who I was. And that moment, that moment really led me into the self-discovery of why am I here? Why am I in this, this space? And really starting to read and, and find out about human behavior in a deeper uh, level really began a journey for me to not only help myself, 
Um, because once I did that, it was like, oh my gosh, everybody has to know that, that they can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think reaching out for help was, you know, such a big piece to actually, you know, that's a lot of things we see with people in that space, that beginner space you're talking about. They don't feel like they can talk about it or that they have anyone that they can, they're suffering silently, right? They're in that space. And when you got to the place where you actually started saying, I need help, and that coming in, you know, that's what brings it in, whatever it is, whatever angel that's going to be there for you to, to help you through that journey. You know, I feel like that's that beginning stage for people, and that really, you know, turned you around, get, getting your mentors and, and different things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people feel like they can do it alone, you know, and that's usually how we start. We read books and you know, we listen to YouTube videos and different mentors out there, but we reach a certain point that will only go so far when we're by ourselves. You know, we always, we kind of call it a, this cave analogy of like, if you walked into this dark cave and, you know, it's light at first, but you're like taking steps in, the further you get, the darker it gets. And all of a sudden you stop and turn around when, it's just around the corner that there's light again, you know, but if you had someone that had been through the cave before and came alongside you with a flashlight and showed you the way you'd get to that other side, you know, and that's really what a coach is there for to kind of take you to that place that they've been because they've been in the dark too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that's really powerful. And I'm glad that you really expanded on that a lot. Um, especially again with direct experience is our best teacher. I learned that in a book and I wrote it down on a post-it immediately. Cause that's, why I felt like I was able to like be that shoulder to cry on for people. And even if I didn't have that direct experience in a lot of the dark things that they were, they were teaching me, I, w- I was still able to hold um, a really great amount of space for them and make them feel safe enough to be like, okay, there's a lot of shame and embarrassment and asking for help in society. And I'm not really sure why, like, why we all get a badge of honor for, you know, like sewing our own arm back on at the end of the day. Like that's something that should really be taken out of it. But taking that really big step to go further than like the self-help program that you were talking about and the analogy of walking through the cave, I think is supremely powerful. But the thing that I want to hit on the most is like, how do you make people feel safe to open up that part with you when they're coming in and maybe they've worked with other people before and they just like weren't the right person, right? There was nothing wrong with that program or wrong with that person, but everyone's so different. And I know whether you work with couples or individuals, you have to really cater to all the differences in all of these people. So um, I believe it takes an immense amount of um, intuition, you know, and like really tapping in and being like, okay, how do I hold space for this person and help them? But through your program and your understanding, I'm sure that you've met plenty of people and couples that, I mean, they obviously approach you with like a wall, (laughs) you know, and they're like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, like you're going to help me. Okay. But then obviously you show them that you can be safe. So what are some of those ways that you, you get those people to open up to you? Yeah. And that's, that's a really great point. Um, you know, we, we work with a lot of single women, uh, like really high achieving single women that have had many hurts in their life. So as a male coach, they sometimes come to the table and it's like, yeah, right? that's extremely they, triggering. 
Yeah, yeah. they yeah. put the brakes on. And so I think two things really come to mind when you ask that. And the first one is intention. My intentions come from my heart space. And I truly believe to create a safe space, you've got to build trust. And to build that trust, your intention has to be true. It has to be honorable. It has to be from a place of uh, service. And that for me is what I have found really brings down those walls to be able to get to the uncomfortable conversations that we have to have at the depth that we need to have them. Um, and not having an ego about it, not pushing to trigger them further. Um, but it really, it's, it's really the intention of having that safe space to give them the room, uh, to, to grow uh, through what they're doing. Yeah, and you know, we always tell people when we sit down with them, you know, a lot of people feel alone in what they're going through, you know, and we always tell them that between the two of us, there's probably nothing that you've gone through that we haven't been through ourselves personally or we've worked with someone who has, you know, and this is an absolute 100% no judgments. You know, and we share stories of our own personal trials and tribulations and things that we've been through. And I think that helps people to see that we're not coaching from a space of just education and knowledge gained. It's from experience, you know, and when you have that experience that you've either personally been through it and come out the other side, or you've been able to work with somebody and get them through to that other side or both, it really helps them to feel seen. They feel heard. They feel like, you know, there's, hope in that and that they really can connect with you and that you understand. And I think that's the biggest thing that really opens up that trust. And I think like the cave analogy, right? We walk beside, we walk beside them. We're not, we're not you sure know, what to do it's their journey, you know, but we're going to guide them and how to go about it in the best way that's most comfortable for them, but to get that growth that they really need. And I, I, I have to say, I think Tony Robbins said it the best, uh, you know, he, he would recommend us as coaches because we lived it, because we've gone through these things. Um, and as far as coaching on relationships, we see a lot of people in this, in this field who are single. Um, if you're, healthy relationships. Yeah, if yeah. you're looking to have that healthy relationship or to have a better relationship, who do you want advice from? People that are living an enlightened relationship or people that are living in toxic or single relationships? Mm -hmm. um, and that was another big piece for us to bring our coaching together uh, to show people that we don't only speak this, we live it. We, we make sure that our relationship is better today than it was yesterday. And we will make sure that it's better tomorrow than it was today if we're granted tomorrow. That is very powerful and a really good point to bring up because, yeah, I mean, direct experiences is great, but seeing people that, I mean, you're not perfect every day, right? Which there's still a comfortability in that flawed aspect of, hey, we're still learning, like, 
we're still students as well, but we learn this lesson and we add it. And then the transparency while you're sitting at the table with them where you don't, you don't like act from a place of like virtue or like on a pedestal or anything like that is something that I also think would make you supremely relatable to anybody that wants to work with you. So leading into my next question, obviously you're digging deep with these people, you're getting into things they're struggling silently with, or they just never got the right help, never found the right safe space. Um, what are some integration techniques that you have for them to make sure that when they leave the table, they're also not leaving the advice they gave or you gave them at the table because they don't really know how to integrate those new pathways into their lives. Yeah, you know, we are rewiring their brain to have new habits, right? So we spend a significant amount of time with them, whether it's just one-on-one coaching or we do one-on-one coaching and then they come with us on on a retreat. Um, But the time spent, we always tell everyone we're, we're, there's a, a portion of it spent building a future, strong, authentic self for this person, right? Someone who has the strength to continue on after they're done working with us because we don't want to keep you around forever, right? We're very different in therapists in that way. We don't want to have you around for years coaching you. We want you to be able to have what you want and have the tools that you need and be able to let you fly out of the nest. So we're working with you to build new habits because all it is with people is what's happening in their life that they don't like there's a series of habits that are creating that thought habits that are creating that for themselves and behavior habits, right? So we're taking that and we're reframing it and creating new ones. And once we do that, it becomes ingrained in them. And then when we take them on our retreat and we immerse their physiology in with it as well, that's where the long lasting change really happens. But there's lots of different tools and strategies that we're giving them that they can pull out of that toolbox at any time when anything comes across their path that they're struggling to, you know, that it's a challenge for them. They then have a new tool to handle it in a new way with a new action than they ever did before. Um, yeah. Well, that's, you know, to, to get a little bit more scientific about it, um, as we develop those habits and patterns, our brain creates pathways so that you can do it faster. You yeah. can get sad faster. You can get depressed faster. You can get angry faster. And the more we do through our lives, the stronger that neural pathway becomes in our brain. So the integration is actually during our coaching. They're given exercises. They're given things to practice Mm -hmm. to not only break down the old neural pathway, but to begin to build that new neural pathway. And as we create that, that becomes your new habit, right? And so the the integration is actually happening while we're working together. And then when we sort of push them out of the nest, if you will, when they're done working with us, they are integrated. They are already using those tools. They have already built that habit and that new pattern. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't see the old pattern kick up. But with the new neural pathway, we get to recognize, right? I like to say we realize it with our real eyes because through our life, we build filters 
And we see and we hear these things through those filters. So if we work with people to get rid of the filter, they can realize, use their real eyes to now be present, to really see the thought habit and change the direction in which it's going. And that doesn't have to be a giant step, right? We talk about one degree shift. Uh, you know, we, we lived on a sailboat for, for quite many years and the one degree shift, you know, you're not, you're not steering your sailboat staring at the compass. You are hooking, you are sailing, you are having fun. You, you know, there's all these things that you're doing that you go back to the, the compass and you look and it's like, oh, we're off, you know, we're off course. So you, you steer a little bit in a one degree shift because over a period of time, that one degree shift right in this present moment is tiny, right? It's a tiny step. It's a tiny action that we take. But over a length of distance, over a length of time, that one degree shift becomes giant in our new capabilities, in our new mindset, in our new habits and patterns. Man, you guys are just hitting nails on the head left and right with all these questions. Those are great. <laughs> like I'm picturing the sailboat and everything in my mind. And my husband literally wants to go live on a sailboat and buy one. Um, so now I'm going to tell him that I met two people today that lived on a sailboat, honey, and it might be possible for yourself. I do not have a desire to live on a boat, but that's just me and my water fear. I'll eventually work through on my own time. Um, so obviously working with the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, um, that's a lot of energy for you guys to put into other people and also, you know, work through you. So do you have, um, like enlightenment tactics, um, superb diets, meditation, mindfulness, yoga, Pilates, like what are the things that you do to keep your physical vessel in tip top shape? So you're able to be there for all of these people that you work with. Yeah. Great question. So yeah, well, and I, and I want to go back to the, the, we're not perfect, right? Um, you know, we have, we have our lives and, and, you know, life happens for us all the time, just like everybody else. Um, and that energy can get taken up with our kids, our dogs, our clients, our, our lifestyle. And the, the one thing that has always recharged me, recharged my battery, uh, is adventure and the adventurous mindset. Um, and yeah, that's yoga, that's meditation, that's reading, that's taking time for us, for our relationship. Um, you know, no, none of us let our cell phones die. Let's be honest here. Okay. None of us let that cell phone go dead. And so really utilizing that analogy of like when we are authentically true to ourselves and we start to feel that energy drain or we work with clients all week, we make sure to take that time for ourselves and utilize all of the tools and strategies that we teach um, to have the, the benefit of being able to come back to our clients 100% to give them as much as we possibly can. Yeah, you know, I mean, 
overall, we have non-negotiables for ourselves, right? I have mine, Scott has his, for what recharges our batteries. And, you know, it's boundaries within ourselves that it doesn't matter if it's my boundary that goes outward towards him or towards my clients or towards other people in my life or when I need to take that time. But like he said, we are human. So life gets busy, life gets crazy, right? But like he said, even if it's just a moment in a crazy busy day, because sometimes the day gets away from you, you know, really taking what's one little action you can take. And, you know, for us, sometimes it's just talking at night before we, you know, go to bed or laying there on the pillow because the day's been so nuts and you've had calls after call and we haven't gotten to do our norm of taking a walk or doing yoga or, but to make sure that we take that time to get that moment with each other to just connect connect because a lot of times that's the recharge. Um, but it's really, it's, you know, what lights you up. And for us, yes, it's yoga, it's being outdoors, it's nature. Uh, and making sure that we get that in as much as we can in between everything so we can be as much as we can for other people. For sure. And there's definitely like a really powerful like self-auditing system that I think people build when they start their own like journey back to self, whether they realize like, oh, okay, maybe I'm, I overreacted in this situation because I haven't given back to myself enough or taken time away and I don't think that that gets talked about enough because I know that people have their bag of tricks, right? And then there's almost like a stubbornness to it, especially in the beginning where you're like, well, I know I could like go meditate or do yoga, you know, just like get my body moving, but I'm going to scroll a little bit longer because I'd rather sit here and do that. And I think it's great that you have the transparency and you're like, we're human. Okay. Like we're... <laughs> We're not going to be like these robotic, perfect, you know, archetypes because there's no fun in learning from a hundred percent idol like that. Like, I think the people that you can trust are the ones that are transparent with the fact that they have those days, whether you can label them, you know, bad or whatever. But I'm a true believer in like, sometimes self-care is just not doing anything you know, and I'm not necessarily saying meditating, like, what if there is a movie online that you would just like to watch? You know, you don't have to succumb to those cravings all the time. But I had a friend who like overworked himself all the time. And I said, did you, do you know that you have value in just existing? Like if you just want to lay on the couch for like a whole day and just like watch TV, do you know that you still have value? And until that moment, I really don't think that he did because his whole life was really based on productivity in his job. And I know that I come from that with the background that I had when I worked in corporate customer service, hospitality, whatever you want to call it. The first time somebody said that to me, I was like, one, I felt like a brick got lifted off me because I'm like, I have worth outside of <laughs> capitalism. But I can imagine all of these um, very like high powered, high profile people. I mean, whether it's the supermodel or the CEO or all of these people, I mean, they really come to you and they're like, I have, I have more value than just my job. Like I'm not my thoughts. I'm not this. Yeah. Well, and like you said, the high achieving aspect of them is, has become their identity. It's what they've filled their their hurts with it's what they filled their space of not achieving in the the other area of life right the the, the 
the self-love and the love area that they don't want to talk about, but they're high achievers in this other space that has allowed them to feel good in that area. So it's really become their identity to keep going at it. So it is, it's like one of the first things we come at is like, okay, what do you do for you? Right? Because that's a lot of the core of why they haven't gotten to attract in the person that really can meet them at where they're at. Cause they don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's amazing how that can get lost. So do you find like, especially when you meet this people, not that I want to break any confidentiality between any of your people, but I've noticed in um, a lot of people that my, I met, no matter how like successful they are and say their ego and who they think they are, um, when you're like, what do you do for yourself? Or um, have you ever asked yourself like, you know, you've got the job, you've got the car, you've got the house, the 401k, all that. But have you ever stopped and asked yourself like, why am I still so miserable when I got all the things that I wanted? And then just like sat back and like waited for a light bulb or a response to hit them because again, they don't, they don't have that awareness at all that there's more than just all of these materialistic findings that we all go after in our lives. Yeah. And those are the questions that most of the time hit the deepest, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, it, it takes that brick off of their chest. Like I'm worth something more than that. And, you know, I'm not void of that, um, right? I was in the film industry for 30 years, and I felt very significant in that, but I could not hold relationships. And it was because I utilized the success that I had in the film industry to cover up the things that I was lacking and missing, right? And for me, that was relationships. So I had... I worked around 100 to 115 people every single day. And those were my relationships. And they ended three, six months to a year. That was it. I did a movie with them and those were over. And then I would have time for me. But I didn't take time for me back then. I found other other things, right? I opened businesses. I, I did all of these things to keep myself busy. So when we ask that question, that really leads us, uh, especially with CEOs and, and, and actors and actresses, producers, that leads us into that work-life balance. And without that balance, without balance in life, you're going to feel the imbalance within you, right? There's going to be that that dislike of ourselves or the parts that we tell ourselves are no good or we hate or right, whatever that inner self-talk is. So it's, it's really opening their eyes to that and allowing them to see, wow, I could take care of me and that would make my law firm actually run better. I could take care of me and I would actually be, more present on an audition or while I'm producing this film. And what we found is that the more they took care of themselves, the more they reworked those batteries, the more they were able to actually accomplish uh, within their, within their work uh, life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They definitely find much more of like a flow state you know, just to be able to like really clear out those blockages or even like that, 
That programming that wasn't theirs in the beginning anyways that is really blocking them from their highest potential. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's a lot of people out there, including myself, like I love the teachings of yoga. I love the study of chakras and all the energy formats and all the things that are around us. But I also really like um, how grounded your guys' philosophy is. So no matter what your belief is, um, you're not necessarily pushed away like, oh no, like I have to believe in this sort of thing in order to work with you. I think you have a really good come as you are sense about you. And like you said, there's nothing that you can tell us that we haven't personally been through or worked with somebody at. And um, I would say it's somewhat lacking just because a lot of the life coaching stuff that I've seen is getting supremely compartmentalized to you know, over labeling it, but you guys have a really great way of just being super transparent and super grounded. And I really, I'm getting a lot of that as I just listen to you talk and talking about the trials and tribulations before. So um, I really want to go into your experiences and your clients' experiences when they do these adventure therapy retreats with you, um, because that just sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty awesome <laughs> they're yeah, pretty the fun. pictures are super cool on your on your uh, website I'm like oh that looks like so much fun and I just think like the camaraderie that when people come together in groups as strangers and go through those experiences together like you might meet like a lifelong friend and you really you know have no idea because you can still go into these retreats and be like oh well that's so do people yeah, that's the beauty of it. And, you know, one of the one of the stories that jumps into my head is on one of our last retreats, um, we had, there's always a, 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 a very big difference in the people that come, right? We, we had on this particular retreat that I'm referencing, we had a supermodel, we had a girl that runs an alpaca farm, mm -hmm. uh, like who lives just in this, there's like nothing in her town and the supermodel lives in New York city and the, we'll call her the farm girl. Uh, the farm girl came down to breakfast in tears and it was our first day going to the water, like going to a river, to a waterfall. And she was late for breakfast and we were like, I don't know, 15 minutes maybe away from getting on the, on the bus to go on this, uh, Adventure. on this adventure and she came down hysterical crying so of course like everything stops and and it's it's let's let's talk right let's have a conversation about what's going on what's triggering you what are you feeling and she said i've been in my room for an hour trying on swimsuits and i can't stand myself and the supermodel stood up and started to cry. And we thought, oh, like, she's empathetic. That was my first thought, right? She's empathizing with this girl. And she stood up and she talked about how she had the exact same experience that morning. Mm -hmm. Right? And these people that, that have never met who are from such different lifestyles, uh, that retreat was like three years ago. They still talk to each other once a week at least. Um, 
because it does build an incredible connection to be on one of these adventure therapy retreats and to connect with people at such a deep level without the ego and without the, the mask of who we think we are, right? We, that goes away and we all become human. Yeah. And getting to, you know, I think again, getting to see that you're not alone in how you think, you know, um, I think one of the best comments and we've gotten it from a few people that they, they have people when they go home that say like, what was, what was your favorite part about the retreat? And they're shocked to say like, I gained a new family. Like they think they're going to say like, Oh, the waterfall repel or, you know, climbing in the jungle. But for them, it really is the new bonds that they get to meet, uh, make with these like-minded people. Um, you know, and, and the rest is all like icing on the cake, <laughs> you know, with it. But, uh, but yeah, that camaraderie, it lasts and, and you do, you walk away with new family members. That's how everybody describes it. Cause it, like you said, it is, you come in as strangers, but only until you land in that plane, the minute you're off that plane and you're walking towards our bus, you've got family waiting there for you. And it immediately becomes that. That's wonderful. Do you guys plan retreats in like different places or do you have like resorts that you have specifically picked out over time that have obviously worked and catered to the work that you're doing? A little bit of both. Yeah. We, um, you know, we, we mainly go to Costa Rica, uh, and in Costa Rica, we're all over the country and we do, we have different resorts and different areas that we love to go to because it depends on what we're building in that retreat and what we're looking to, you know, help the people get through, uh, for why we choose certain retreat centers. Yeah. And most of the time we are in a villa, uh, with just our group. Yeah. Um, we have private chefs. We have an amazing photographer. Uh, her name's Marcella. Mm-hmm. Um, and the villa experience really allows us to coach 24 hours a day the whole time we're there. There's no other people involved in our experience until we're outside the villa. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes everybody feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, what we like to say is, you know, as much as we get our boots dirty every day, we come back to luxury. Um, so we have private chefs, we have masseuses, um, you know, everything is taken care of. Um, you know, there is, there is nothing we don't take care of for the client. We are a full service. That was the joke on most of the retreats is doesn't matter what retreat it is. Clients have never met each other. And it's like, man, you guys are full service because we really do cater to make sure that what you're getting out of that retreat experience is the, the new you is the tying in that, that, that neural pathway with the physiology. Yeah. We don't want people to have to tie up any of that time with taking care of the little nuances, you know, so we want all that time to go to their growth. Um, but we do also do retreats in, uh, in Bali, uh, and we're looking to expand into other areas of, as well. Two of my bucket list places is where you're going to do retreats. So that's wonderful. Mm, Costa Rica is so pretty. That was what I noticed most about all your pictures. I'm like, ah, uh, it's I magical. Mean, just, yeah, how magical it would feel, like, no matter what you're going through anyways, you're just like, how can I be mad in a place like this? 
And then well, I was saying, like, it's like it's Alice in Wonderland and Jurassic Park, like, came together and merged, take away the dinosaurs, but it's like, everything's bigger and better, the leaves are junk, the butterflies are, like, this big, those of you that can't see me, my hands are, like, a foot apart, like, it, they're huge, beautiful it's a magical magical place mm. do you have um any favorite stories that you would want to share from your retreats many uh, what are you looking for like client transformations or funny things um or? <laughs> i mean yeah like do one of both just so we can kind of get like an inside feel of what it would be like because i mean i'm living vicariously through everything that you guys are saying and now that i'm walking through the jungle in costa rica with you i mean let's just expand on this <laughs> yeah so i would say for me it's that moment where we're rappelling down a waterfall and you know, the water is rushing on the client and they, they get to take an action to move through that and really tie into their life that no matter how much life comes at you, as long as we don't freeze up, as long as we take an action, uncomfortable action or not, that when we take that action, there is growth on the other side. There is joy and happiness on the other side. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny you said that because the story I thought of was one of our girls who, and you could see it in her eyes. Um, she started out, you know, this particular retreat, we went to a, a water hole where there was like this probably, I don't know, 12 foot waterfall that you could like climb up and jump off. And she was petrified to get up and go on the waterfall and, and do it, but she wanted to. And so Scott walked her through and coached her through it. And she got up there and she did it. And when she jumped off, she was so elated and so proud of herself that she became like the cheerleader for the rest of everybody for the whole retreat, right? Because that was like our first day. And um, so she became like the cheerleader. She was so proud, empowering everybody. And when we get to the waterfall repelling, you know, she's in that place and the water is coming on her and she's, you know, cause you're kind of leaning back a little bit. The water gets a little heavy and it's pounding on you and you could see the fear starting to get in her eyes and Scott had her and he had like his hands and he's looking at her and he's like, you know, I mean, he had her eyes and he's looking at her with, with his and he locked with her and he was like, remember the waterfall. And she, you could see in her eyes, like she went from fear to like being able to get down and do it. And same thing, she got to the bottom of that, and she was, like, through the roof excited, you know. But it's watching those transformations and seeing it in their eyes where they go from, like, it's blocked off, like, oh, my God, I'm in fear, and they're somewhere else, to all of a sudden they come back to present, and they realize they can do it. They can step through it. Um, so I think she, seeing her kind of go from the scared, I can't do it to like, I've got this and I'm doing it and conquering all of it was really powerful. Um, and then as far as a funny one, I always think of the sloth jumping on the, on the zip line. The zip line. <laughs> we, we went on a zip, uh, one of the zip lines that we went to, it wasn't on our group, but the, 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 the guide was telling us that the group before us, there was a sloth that, you know, because you go along the zip line and you're probably traveling for a good, like, minute and a half as you're going across. And um, a sloth jumped onto the line as the girl was coming down. And they had to, like, they stopped. 
And so the guide had to work his way out on the zip line to get the sloth to get back off the line. And I'll let you tell the part about how he gets it off because you do it so much better than I do. So he worked his way out there and he's talking to the sloth like, come on, you've got it. You know, you've got to go. And he's got this little leather glove on and he's kind of like, come on. And the, the sloth sort of <laughs> took a swing at him. <laughs> Those of you that can't see me, I'm doing slow motion. Slow motion sloth. They move at like um, micro speed. They're so uh, slow. But they, you know, they eventually got the sloth to jump back into a tree with with no injury or anything like that to anybody or the sloth. Um, but it's, you know, the wildlife is amazing. Um, you know, we play with monkeys and sloths and yeah. you see toucans and uh, macaws and like Wild. four or five different kinds of monkeys and and I don't mean like you see them a hundred feet from you. Like they come to the villa. They come to see us. They come every morning. They come through and they wake you up mm-hmm. uh, because the jungle comes alive and it is loud and impressive. <laughs> Man, you're really selling these adventure retreats <laughs> just wonderfully. So uh, my next question would be, Am I allowed to sign up for this retreat or do like I sign up for like a coaching service with you and then as I work the program with you, if I want to do the retreat with you, I can or how do I go about going on a retreat with you guys? Yeah, so it works both ways. Um, You can just come on our retreat. Uh, It depends on really where you're at and what you're looking to get and how fast you're looking to get there is what we, you know, again, we would suggest different things to different people because everything we do is customized even though you're coming on a retreat with a group of people it's still customized to you and the growth that you're going to get out of it um so it could work both ways it just depends on on the person um yeah great so then your website that's linked down below that is how i will get a hold of you for all of your relationship adventure coaching one-on-one coaching Um, just to know more about you and see the pictures of the adventurous retreats we're talking about. I know you sent me a video that I'm going to post to on the socials to give people more of an inside look, but um, is it a form that I fill out where you guys just kind of assess like how I basically need to be spoken to or kind of see like what I'm looking in you for? Yeah, Yeah, most of the time, uh, the sort of the the system that we work through is you would fill out a form, we would contact you and we would get on a Zoom call Mm -hmm. uh, and really make sure that we're a match for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Because look, like we said before, we're not perfect and we're not a match for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are people that we will turn away from coming on our retreats or our coaching program Um, because you have to be in a space ready to grow, ready to take this on. Um, and so generally the zoom call is where we get to sort of know each other a little bit. And then we would, uh, give you our sort of plan for you at that point. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I think you guys did a really good job of definitely explaining Costa Rica. Like, whoa, (laughs) the pictures of my mind were great, but I really do love what you guys are able to offer um individually and together my last question since we talked about like you work with a lot of single women so obviously a male as a life coach is 
kind of triggering at times. Um, do you do one-on-ones where, like, if she's more comfortable working with a woman or a guy wants to be with a guy, like, do you give in to those? Or are you like, we come as a pair of coaches together. We work with both sides of you. So if somebody, like, just wanted to work with her, just wanted to work with you, is that something that you would turn people away from because you do come as a pair? So... You know, again, it's customizable. Most of the people that we work with, we do uh, only pair up. Um, there have been some instances where we would work with the male, the the male or the female first, uh, and then bring us together in it. Um, but it really, you know, it really, I am the most honest man that women are ever going to meet with no agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we make that really clear. Um, and because they're triggered by men and they're going to have relationships with men, there's no better way to understand a man's mind than from a man's mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Nancy's a great coach, but she is a woman. So she has a woman's mind. And, you know, I know we're going to get flack for this, <laughs> but we are different species, everybody. Yes, we are. And we really encourage people, even when they, they're feeling that little bit of hesitancy to get on with both of us, you know, because once they're on, they usually, we really haven't had even the people who were very guarded in the beginning. We do have a way in which we speak to people, you know, and in the moment of pulling that out of people, we're able to make them feel comfortable enough to start to bring down that wall. And it's a very gentle, gentle way in which we go about everything. So again, Scott and I are really good with kind of like passing the baton back and forth in our coaching calls for what we can see is needed in the moment. So if we notice the, you know, things are a wall's coming up and she's not hearing because it's coming from a male's voice, you know, he can tell and he backs down and I come in and I take over the majority of the call. Like, so there's ways that we do it that really have been effective for those people that even felt really guarded and nervous to kind of come in and have a male perspective. Um, so we really haven't had many people that that weren't or didn't want to work with both of us at the same time. Well, in our past clients that were really triggered by a male, um, now get to have the best relationships that they've ever had with men, yeah. including their fathers for most of them. Yeah, we have about a 40% success rate with people, you know, as far as we worked with them and now they're in healthy relationships that are lifelong life partners. That's wonderful. I mean, I definitely know it's a, it's a trigger in the women's collective to come up and be like, Oh, another man. But it's definitely something I just wanted to pull apart. Cause mm-hmm. again, I like being the guest driving in my car, listening to this episode who could potentially have that trigger. And it's nice to, you know, understand how you're able to provide that safety for them to work through that. And it's not necessarily like, these are my stipulations to work with you, you know, or vice versa. It's really nice that it is customizable and it is very versatile. Um, and you create a very easy, safe space for people. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm definitely going to have your website down below for anybody that either wants to join you in Costa Rica or Bali or any of the other retreats that you guys plan on hosting in the future or would like to work with you 
an adventure counseling, relationship counseling, whatever they would like to do. I highly recommend just to follow your social media and keep up with you. You know, that's that's my favorite thing to promote besides people's work that I interview is like, dude, just go follow them and keep up with them because they're doing retreats in Costa Rica. Who wouldn't want to see that picture on their timeline? Wouldn't it just make you happy seeing like all the wildlife and the plants and all these awesome strangers smiling together? I mean, I know I'm yeah. going to, so I definitely encourage everybody to do it. Um, but yeah. before I introduce the music, I usually like asking, um, and you can choose which question you want. Um, is there a book that you would recommend to people, either beginner or above? Or is there a piece of advice that you would have for somebody who um, is really starting that journey back to self? So for me, the things that come up are the untethered soul by Michael Singer. Great book. Uh, anything, 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 Tony Robbins. Um, and as far as a piece of advice, I would say change your story and you will change your life. Uh, I'm going to second that. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's really, it, it's good, right? Yeah. No, I yeah. think that's wonderful. I really appreciate you guys coming on the show today and just sharing your experiences and honestly just being so transparent about it. I think that's what makes it more valid and authentic and trustworthy. So I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank welcome. you so much for having us. Yeah. We want to, you know, anytime we're on a podcast, we love to give the audience a little special gift. So for your audience today, we wanted to give you guys uh, what we call an adventure assessment. So it's kind of to see where you are, you know, stepping out of that comfort zone in your life, bringing play into your life and how you can start doing that more. So you can start getting some growth. Uh, outside of your comfort zone. So we'd, we'll share that with you and we'd love for you to be able to give that to your audience. Absolutely. I'm happy to hook anybody up with any self-help. Go find yourself, find your purpose, be awesome in your human form program. Yes, that's wonderful. I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah. um, again, I want to thank you guys so much. I picked out a track today from one of my favorite musicians his name's neovi he um he also does my theme song um we're email best friends is what i think of it um but he has a song called feel better and it's got a really good beat on it so i'm gonna go ahead and play that for our audience and guys don't forget to scroll down hit the likes hit the links and definitely check out scott and nancy and live your best life thank you guys This is the Hoosier Media Network, your home for podcasting.